is going on everyone you made it to the mission driven made podcast where we equip and empower you with unfiltered fitness truth and everyone today is the day that i've been waiting for it feels like for years but it's really just been a couple weeks it's uh similar to if you can think about christmas morning when you're a kid and you're so excited for, for me it was for like at least a month or two before it's all you think about that's how i feel right now with my new co-host Clayton Taylor. And I, I've been so excited about this. I know I've told everyone through this podcast, through the, the Instagram that Clayton came aboard, but he's actually here. I can actually see him and he is here. So Clayton, dude, I feel like a little kid right now. I'm so excited that you're here and this is our first episode together. Dude, Jake, thank you for having me, man. Um, I'm so I'm so happy to be here. I'm so uh, excited slash a little nervous. Absolutely. Good. You know, good. Um, but I'm really looking forward to, you know, first of all, just enjoying today and chatting, yep. but, um, you know, moving forward and, you know, hopefully uh, furthering our goal of becoming, you know, or I should say my personal goal of becoming somebody who, uh, you know, people feel like they can go to i've got my little crew right now you know my local folks but uh we want to take that take that worldwide so yep, yep. or at Dude. least in, internet yep. wide absolutely <laughs> it, the cool thing i don't know if i shared this with you it's not like some crazy thing i i'm proud of uh, but we are in my last check don't quote me on this but we are being listened to and i think it's 19 countries i'm pretty sure it's 19 okay like i said i'm gonna double check that later (laughs) that might be way (laughs) off but when i last checked i think it was 19 so it's kind of cool we're starting to get there we got uh, a long way to go but anyways though the the nerves and everything i totally get i remember the first podcast one of the first ones i did was with Stu smith and for the listeners out there Stu smith was the navy seal and tactical conditioning or strength and conditioning coach, excuse me. And he was on, it might've been the second episode or so. As someone I had looked up to for a while, I listened to his podcast for, for a long time. And then all of a sudden he's like right there. I can see him on the other side of uh, the computer. And I was, I was like, Oh shoot. <laughs> I, I actually have to talk to this guy now. <laughs> so yeah, the, the nerves uh, can be good, but man, seriously, I'm, I'm so excited that you're here and for the audience what's going to happen. So today we are going to focus and highlight Clayton for most of the show. Me and him are going to converse and have a great time, but I want you guys to get to know him just a little bit more. And then from here on out after today, it's going to be more of a conversational style podcast. So you're going to hear us talk about life events. You're going to hear us uh, geek out a little bit with fitness stuff and then answer fitness questions and do anything that's related to fitness, nutrition, mindset, and then all that good stuff. But for today, Clayton, we are going to focus on you, which is completely good by me. And what we normally do before we get into the guests accomplishments and some cool things that they do, I love to hear the beginning stages of people's life and how they got to where they currently are. Now, I know uh, a lot of the things, at least to some degree that I'm going to ask you. Um, again, uh, for the audience that doesn't know or didn't hear me the last couple of weeks on the podcast, I've known Clayton for 25 years, approximately. Does that sound right, Clayton, about 25 oh, yeah. years or so? So, so I've known Clayton for 25 years. So some of the stuff I'm asking him or conversing, it won't necessarily be new to me, but I want you guys to get to know him. And Dude, I'm so honored that you're here because as we've said offline before, this whole undertaking of this brand and this movement, this podcast, 
it's something I don't take lightly. And I wasn't ready to share this with anyone necessarily, or I didn't think for a long time, at least to the level that we're doing, where you're a co-host, you're part of the team now. And you are someone that I wholeheartedly trust. And anyone that knows me well knows I don't trust very easily. So dude, thank you again for agreeing to do this, being my my new partner in crime actually is a, a better word, I think. Partner in crime for all of us. So love you, dude. And thank you again. And let's start anywhere you want to with the upbringing. Just we'll say uh, before high school, whenever you want to start in there, and then we'll transition to other cool stuff in your life. So. All right. Um, let me preface, preface this by saying that um, it, I may perhaps ironically, I'm not a big fan of talking about myself and I'm sure that you guys will, will, will feel that as we go along. That said, I've got no problem patting myself on my back either. So <laughs> welcome to the contradiction. That's your new uh, co-host folks. Uh, so, <clears throat> you know, starting way back, my dad's been a trainer for as long as we've known each other, I think just about. So I think he's going on, I think he's like year 24 or something like that currently. Um, you know, something, something just about, you know, as long as, as long as the time you just mentioned. Um, and so I grew up around it, you know what I mean? Um, I have a father who is an excellent trainer. Um, and one of his skills is he's very articulate. He's very, um, generous with his information uh, especially to me you know his at that time his his only kid um or his, his would be his oldest kid um you know there was a certain point where he saw me oh, it must have been like 12 you know or whatever no yeah it must have been i don't know 10 whatever it was you know some right in that age where puberty is starting to kick in and he was like <laughs> you could use, you know, you could, I could, you could use something, you know what I mean? So he, he got me set up starting lifting. And, um, at the time, more importantly, he started me with some boxing training, which was really helpful. You know, it's when you're, you know, in the, in the throes of hormones, there's nothing like, uh, hitting a bag, especially, um, you know, speaking as, as, as a male who, um, had, you know, <laughs> mad testosterone spikes right <laughs> so i was like yeah. i was like lincoln park blasting their headphones like, ah! <laughs> you know? right <laughs> don't anyone watching don't use that for your form that was not form <laughs> um but you know so from a young age man this, this has been not only something that that's interesting to me but it's been something that's um, been really important to me learning how to manage my myself and my life um much later down the down the road, I would find that these skills would come in handy in a much more concrete um, uh, capacity as I would discover my own um, health conditions, which that's we'll, we'll jump into that again. But that's like, you know, that's mid 20s. We're we're back as a kiddo. Um, funny thing is. Growing up. I didn't, I didn't want to have anything to do with anything. You know what I mean? Like my dad, he would be like, Oh, do this, you know, work out this way. And he, you know, he was already passionate about it. Right. I mean, at this point I was just like, okay, dad, you know, it was like, yeah, it was like the, the sheer, excuse me. Sorry. We're gonna have to, I'm gonna have to get used to putting the filter on apologies. Oh, you don't, you, uh, you don't have to filter my, most of my Gus, my Gus, my guess, most of them cuss or whatever. It's, it's fine. Okay. Tight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't want people yeah. effort, uh, like we've effort, talked effort. about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I want people here to, I, I'm big on free speech, regardless mm. if it's like 
something I agree or don't agree with. And that includes someone cussing or not cussing. I don't want where we, I don't want it to be filtered here. I want it to be your thing. So don't, cool. don't even worry about that. I love it. I appreciate it. Um, that said, um, I, I'll, I'll stray away from any F-bombs and um, apologies beforehand. If I miss one, I'll go, I'll, we'll go back and we'll throw a beep on it if we have to. Um, anyway, uh, so training wise, uh, you know, it wasn't something that I was interested in doing, though, for years, unbeknownst to myself, I was absorbing that information because my, my pops was, you know, sharing it with me whether I wanted to hear it or not. And while I, <laughs> while I may not have wanted to hear it, in retrospect, I was, I was interested because I remembered all the stuff he said. And I knew, yeah. I knew this was the case because I went, when I went and took my, um, my, my NASM, um, I'm, I'm certified by National Academy of Sports Medicine. And that's just for everyone listening. If you aren't familiar with that NASM, in my opinion, is the most highly regarded fitness certification as far as on like a national platform. So sorry to interrupt, but just want no, to make but- sure everyone knew that. That's an excellent point. And, and, and the reason why I pursued the NASM certification was because exactly what you just said. Um, and so when I, when I went to go take, when I studied for, and then when I went to ultimately take the exam, um, I, I found that, I mean, at the risk of sounding like, like, I, I mean, I knew all the information, you know what I mean? It was, you know, I had still to study. I still had to, you know, apply and regurgitate. Right. Um, but for the, but it was all stuff that, um, that I had absorbed years previous because my dad is just, you know, um, like, as I said, generous with his tutelage and information. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so that's kind of gives, that kind of lays the groundwork for what would come later, which is the more traditional story Yep. sports. You know, I grew up playing a whole bevy of sports. I played, you know, uh, uh, baseball, basketball, soccer, um, actually, too bad if I had thought about it, I would have gotten, I've got a little um, uh, photograph. And when I say photograph, it's not a picture, it's not, a, it's not a printed piece, piece of paper with a photo, you know, picture on it. It's a photograph of um, me and Brian, um, uh, who is another one of Jake and, and my old, old old friend. Uh, me and Brian, we must have been five. I'm sitting in a huddle in a soccer huddle with, uh, with like, you know, <laughs> no way. yeah, our coach at the time. And like, and Brian's over here, like, do, do, do. And I'm like, like, which is so typical of like, you know, us later on too. like Brian does his thing. He's not, he does, you know, we're, and I'm like, I'm like sitting over analyzing something. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. You know, <laughs> so, anyway. Wait, that, that was soccer. Yeah. So that was soccer. Not that soccer or basketball or baseball wherever I was never, you know, that was never really my sport. I didn't really hit my stride until I started playing football. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that was the one that kind of, I went from a kid playing sports to, okay, now I'm like, I can consider myself. I mean, not that I would have said this at the time, but retrospect, I was an athlete at that point. And it, tell me if I'm wrong, you were on the Eagles, weren't you? Oh my God, dude. What well, is that right? Been, I must've been, you know, there, I, I, so I started when, I started in the third or fourth grade, yep. so right around the same, same time. And we, we must've been, I think there must've been an Eagles team, but I remember Buccaneers. I remember Titans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, how it, you remember yeah. it was like five years and not to mention, I don't, I honestly like, again, retrospect, I don't know when my concussion started. I know for a fact, I started getting them when I was a sophomore, which is when I ended my football career. I never played any varsity because my sophomore year, 
I got two concussions within five minutes of each other in the same practice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was like, for me, I just, there was no going back. I, I was, I was a, I was a defensive lineman and that was really, that was my bread and butter. Uh, Cause I, I, that was, you know, I was my strength in the football arena was impact. It was, I, I'm not, they didn't throw me the ball. In PGFL, weren't you a running back? No, 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 no. That was never I, running back. Okay. All I remember is that you're really physical. I remember you're a beast mm. out there. I do remember that. And I, I don't know why I thought you were a running back though, for some reason. Well, you know, there were, there were a few people that we were contemporaries and friends with who like, I, my bet is that they've even gone on in some capacity in their own lives, whether professionally or privately to do this type of stuff. I would, I, that's just abstract. You know, that's just from like my brain yeah. who knows, but um, I could see that being a thing. Cause there's a few of us from that era that I'd be like, yeah, were you, that was you. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, we were all playing back then. I mean, I shouldn't say we all, cause our, our own little group of friends wasn't, but, our yeah. larger, you know, yeah. community at large, like everybody was playing. Um, but so, so anyway, I, I, my, my bread and butter, the thing that I enjoyed in football and the thing that, you know, going back to when my dad told me, Hey, I think that you need to, you know, do something about your angst and your anger and your, your frustration. Um, that was my catharsis, right? I mean, yeah. I went out and I, and I and I took it out on the field and on the um, the guys that I was playing against, um, <laughs> which was super fun and yeah. you know and helpful. Also, though, it doesn't cleanly set you up to use that skill later in life. You know what I mean? So I, it does if you apply that to you know like hitting the bag or something, right? But for the most part all the skills that, that we learn through football, those, that, that skill, which I could not, I would never go back and want, I, I would relearn that every single time. Right. But the skill of feeling better with physical exertion when it's focused around causing impact is a slippery slope. Right. Yeah. You got to you got to be able to you got to know if you're going to continue to use that in the future. You got to direct that in the right place, like a heavy bag or something. So the reason why I say that is simply to say it didn't didn't solve the needs that I would need later on. But it set me on that course, which would ultimately be resistance work, you know, uh, different forms of exercise. But for me, the uh, resistance is really kind of the core of, yeah. um, of what I what I do for my own program. Um because it's, it's very helpful, um, which is kind of a nod back to what I said when we started, which was eventually I would find that I um, had, um, I got diagnosed with ADHD, uh, um, anxiety disorder. Um, I got diagnosed with um, uh, more stuff that I'll get into as the podcast goes along, but you know, that's, that's enough for you already, but no, there's more, right? So just alone with a severe anxiety disorder and, and ADHD diagnosed as an adult, I had to figure out ways that I could manage the symptoms and let's even take a step back and I didn't say the symptoms, I had to figure out a way to manage my life and my emotions. Um, and you can't do that. You know, that, that transition from that football ooh, for catharsis that doesn't really work as an adult, but you know, it fits into that real nicely is substituting that impact for, or I should say substituting that kind of violence aspect with 
resistance with right. yep. lifting weights because physically, emotionally, same, same process, right? When I get to that failure point, you know, that, that engages that, that drive, right? Yep, anyway, absolutely. that's my little kind of roundabout circular way of, of saying that my, as a kid, the things that I had to learn in order to survive would lead me to what I do now as an adult in order to survive, which brings us full circle back to what we're here to talk about in the beginning, you know, to begin with, which is, you know, fitness and what it means to us. Right. You didn't think though, that I was going to let you get away with not bringing up the little eighth grade story, right? You knew I was going to do this today. Okay. So do you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? Honestly, I don't think that I don't, I don't know that I've ever told it. I don't know that I could tell it. I mean, it's like, that was honestly that for me, that was something like I, it still is. It's, it's a joy for me because I, I had no idea anyone else was there. And in my memory, you weren't, you weren't part of that memory. It wasn't until later on that you were yeah. like, yeah. so, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give the, the shortened version. So for everyone that doesn't know, Clayton is in my opinion, one of the most fiercely empathetic people that I've ever met. I, and I, I mean that. So that being that. said, you don't, you can't take that as far as that person is a wimp or wouldn't defend themselves or something like that. Anyway. So it's eighth grade. And one of our friends was getting a little bit too rowdy with Clayton. And (laughs) this friend of ours was about six foot six. This is an eighth grade, mind you. So about six, six, 225 pounds or so in all muscle. Like, so he was straight out of a movie and he went up when we were outside uh, it might've been in between class or I, I can't remember exactly, but he ripped Clayton's necklace off or his chain. And he wasn't, this guy was not used to anyone fighting back with him when he messed with people, but Clayton said, I don't think so. And then Clayton being, I would say a hundred pounds less than this guy and a foot shorter went up and they got into a little <laughs> physical altercation. And I just remember being so impressed because uh, the person we're talking about, like he said, you know, we we're all friends and it was all good after that. But he he thought it was funny because he was so much bigger and stronger than everyone that people wouldn't fight back with him. And Clayton didn't do that. So I remember from that moment forward, I was like, yep, that's my boy right there. <laughs> so, yeah, you you knew that story was going to come up. I, I I couldn't wait past episode one with you to to share it. So. So, yeah, if you guys can imagine a friend of yours that is empathetic, caring, compassion, all those things. Normally that same person might not be uh, physical or willing to do something like that, but Clayton mixed those two. <laughs> so, but yeah, we, we couldn't skip over that part. So that, that was uh that was eighth grade, I think. Right. That sounds about right. <clears throat> yeah. Eighth grade. Awesome. I mean, the really funny thing about that, and I, and, and you've told the story over the years, multiple times, and you know, it, from, you know, every, every couple of years, I feel like I, you tell, you tell this when we're in a group of friends or whatever, yeah. and every time I thoroughly enjoy it and it makes, and I'm not gonna lie. It makes me feel like a badass because I don't, that's not like, yes, I don't get put, you know, I learned at a young age, I had brothers. I learned at a young age, if you don't, you know, you got to stand up, otherwise people are going to push you around, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But, but it wasn't, um, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. I was like, in my head, I was like, don't talk, talk, don't sound like you're talking about what a badass you are. <laughs> Cause the point is, dude, it was though. That moment was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> let's not even beat around the bush. It was, dude. He was a foot taller than you and a hundred more pounds. Like, 
so I think the the point of what I'm what I mean is trying to say is simply to say that while I am stoked about that and I'm stoked to hear that every year, um, it really it really is representative of a larger topic. You know, I mean, yes, that that's awesome. And, you know, it's connected. It's great because it's connected all these different ways. But really, when we get down to it. I feel like this applies because we ask ourselves, what are we willing to put up with and what aren't we willing to put up with? And that's really the crux of what brings us to what we're what we're even the origin of this podcast, because for most Mm. of us, we're not we're not moving on and being healthy because, oh, that sounds great. You know what I mean? I'm not like, I'm not getting up every morning. At, I'm not getting up at every morning at six anyway, <laughs> but I'm not getting up every morning to train early in the morning because I'm like, Oh, I could, you know, I could do some bicep curls. No, yeah. no, you're, you know, you, for most of us, and I know I, I'll only speak for myself when I talk about this. It was such an extreme dive into set into a sedentary lifestyle and, um, habitual, um, lack of activity um that i personally got to the point and i got to the point like this a couple of times because as you guys as we'll talk about i have fluctuated weight and 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 fitness and physicality over the years um but for me and i think most people are like this you don't really address things and start making changes until it's gotten so bad yeah. that you're like Shh, shit man i 100%. gotta do something right yeah so i think that you know, while, while on the surface, that story doesn't directly connect when you look at it underneath, it really does. Because what we're talking about is what are we willing to do and when are we willing to do it? And for me as a trainer and as a fitness professional, one of my goals is to um, reframe that question, reexamine that question, because we have this cultural idea that in order to be healthy, we've got to make time to work out in order to make time to work out. We've got to prioritize that and change our lives to make that happen if you can do that absolutely there's it's wonderful to be able to change your life dramatically with exercise but when we ask ourselves when we ask ourselves especially as professionals ourselves what is our long-term goal it comes back down to changing the criteria that necessitates action. And what I mean specifically is, you know, yes, is it a great, is it, is it a doable strategy to say, Hey, I'm, I need a commitment. I'm going to go get a trainer. I'm going to pay that trainer once a week. And that's going to keep me committed. Absolutely. That's, that's a viable, it's a viable motivation. But if we can shift that from, from what, do I have to do in order to feel good and shift it into what, what do I, what can I do? What do I get to do? Um, because I want to, I mean, that, that totally changes the whole game. And I realized that I've kind of hit, uh, jump hips, hip jump, Scott, (laughs) uh, skip jump. It's a skip and jump and a hop from, from where we just were, but you know, the, the pertinence is, is permeable. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I, I love. I, I was just picturing when you just said 
that right there, I was picturing us in eighth grade again, and I was picturing you skipping and then rolling on the ground for some reason and hopping. And <laughs> I that don't know what happened. That definitely happened plenty. Well, that was one of the that was one of the upsides about playing football was like you don't you 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 become accustomed to that kind of yeah. damage to your body, right? Yeah, absolutely. Which has its ups and downs, right? Because yeah. I mean, still to this day, and I will for the rest of my life have have knee problems. Um, and and granted, it wasn't just from football. I went from football. I went from playing football to playing volleyball. So my knees are like, screw you. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. And I, I wanted to, to make sure I'm going to pull back away from fitness for a second to make sure we talked about your, your music stuff. So Clayton's been yeah. involved in music for forever. So do you want to just talk about that a, a little bit? I want to make sure everyone knew how passionate you were about that. Sure. Um, I appreciate the opportunity. It's so music, music will always be kind of my first passion. Well, like <laughs> video games are my first passion, but <laughs> that's, that's a, that's another side that we'll get to yeah. at some point. Um, um, which I'm very, very excited to talk about. Cause while I know, um, Jake, you are not, um, Mr. Video games. I know there's lots of folks out there who are, are going to hear me talk about video games and be like, this guy plays video games and works out. Yeah. And you I geek do. out together. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. And we're going to get down we'll start talking about eventually I'll hopefully in this conversation, I'll bring up gamer fitness, which is basically my version of bringing fitness to gamers. But again, again, that's, that's, that's a, a roundabout, um, pathway, uh, music, music, Music is my first, my first, uh, my first mistress, my first, uh, <laughs> my first, the first love that threatened to derail all other things in my life. <laughs> yeah, the music like that outside of like football, that's one of the first things I really remember about you is your love for music. Well, it's kind of funny because I, I, <clears throat> I did them both for a little bit, but then when I, when I got injured, when football, football, all of a sudden I had all of like this time to do stuff, you know, to do stuff. Right. And that was really when um, music for me kind of shifted into the, the, my main focus and, and would remain so for um, 15 years, 14, 14, 15 years. Um, I'm 32 now. Um, and we started pursuing music professionally at, at 16. So um, you know, um, it was something that I was able to throw myself wholly into, um, one of my favorite things. And it's funny because as I've gotten older, I've realized that there's a lot more parallels than I previously realized between fitness and music, at least for me, um, chiefly, uh, you know, the, the most important thing being that with music, I've always felt like when I'm performing, even when I'm listening, uh, but really when you're performing, nothing else matters. You're, you're, you're so present. You have to be present because otherwise you're going to mess up the parts. You know what I mean? Like you're doing so much and usually I'm seeing and I'm playing at the same time. So it's, you're doing multiple things usually too. Um, I've been watching um, a lot of, or not a lot. I've been watching like Alpinist, um, uh, you know, there's a bunch of stuff on Netflix right now, right? Like I watched The Alpinist, I watched 14 Peaks. Um, I'm eventually going to get around to Free Solo because um, I, I had avoided oh, it for a long time. Well, so are you familiar with The Alpinist? Uh, so I've heard of it. Uh, you might have to remind me like details. I haven't seen it, but I, I think Edlene and I, pretty sure we've seen the cover for it when we were scrolling through. If I know, it, It's pretty new, right? Yeah. Okay, I, so yeah, I know of it. So... 
pretty new. I've, I've watched it twice already. And I'm not, that's not me. I'm not like, I usually, I watch something. I'm, I'm good. Actually, I'll watch the second time because I want my partner to watch it. Um, and the second time was even better. Um, so what it is, is so Free Solo is about Alex Honnold, I think is in there. Donald yeah. Honnold, mm-hmm. Honnold, right? Yeah, that's the H. Yeah. So it's about Alex Honnold. Um, uh, the Alpinist is about uh, Marc-Andre Leclerc, um, who is, while where where Alex Honnold is kind of like like the the track star, like he's like the guy in the sport that we you know is known for the sport and everything. Marc-Andre Leclerc was like the opposite guy. He was the one who who was climbing with no cameras for this for the love of climbing, um, and just like living living his life for the sake of his art as opposed to sharing his art with the world, right? He was a real purist in, in both an artistic and a athletic sense. Um, and I won't say any more just because I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to accidentally spoil anything, but it's, it's for anybody who enjoyed free solo. And again, I have to go back and watch free solo, but this is what I've heard. And like once for anyone who's watched the Alpinist, I think they would, they would agree. If anyone who enjoys free solo, definitely give um, the Alpinist a try because it's, it's really something else. And, and to connect it to what we're talking about, kind of the whole thing with this art form of, of free soloing is um, when you hear these guys talk about it um, or these people talk about it, I shouldn't say guys, right. Um, When you hear these people talk about it, it's for them it's the apex of freedom and a big part of a huge a big part of that freedom is their absolute presence that the the action necessitates right because yeah. right you don't oh you don't, dude Ooh. yeah right yeah so for you know, to draw the, the, you know, the parallel back to, to back to kind of my own story. Um, that's what music is for me. You know, music is, music is, thank God, not so quite, you know, not nearly as dangerous as free soloing, but very much that same for my brain, that same, um, same thing. My, 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 I'm, I'm super passionate about it. And when I'm doing it, there's like nothing else matters. Right. Um, there's a long story about how I pursued it professionally, went down to LA, worked with multiple projects, worked with some cool people doing some cool things um, and how it ultimately came crashing down around me. <laughs> very, very stereotypically, uh, you yeah. know, it's almost like, like in one and, and, you know, to be fair, these two parts weren't, these two things weren't directly attached, but uh, in one week I lost, um, I lost, uh, a relationship over 10 years, um, um, my home, my job, my dog. Um, and this was like, you know, this was like a year after all my music stuff came down crumbling around me. Um, so I don't, not to go off on some, you know, on some, oh, woe is me story, because actually that ended up putting me in the direction that I am now, which is the, you know, the healthiest, happiest, strongest, um, sanest <laughs> version of myself <laughs> that I've, that I've ever yeah. been. Um, and, 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 and though it may not be super apparent by the story I just told throughout the entire thing interwoven is a desire to feel good doing the things that I enjoy and finding how my path, um, you know, is involved with these two things that, that are, 
absolutely still a huge part of my life while while right now you know i'm finding success as at, finding success as a trainer and i'm very happy about that and so feel so grateful and i'm so passionate about this work um music hasn't gone anywhere i'm still working if anything actually as you know from we've been talking offline recently i've set myself up so i just completed my my studio like i've had i've been building um, a recording studio over the last 10 years and i finally just got the final piece to it so i finally just got the final i just completed the you know completed the the studio so these are things that aren't you know these are these are driving things that that not only do they get me here they will continue to push me forward and and you guys will even hear some because actually eventually we'll get um some of my work will be opening up this podcast and um you know i think we'll probably we'll have other material like instructional videos and stuff that will yeah. have background music with, with my stuff on it. So you guys will have an opportunity to, uh, to listen as much. Yeah. You know, I, I love one of my favorite things in the world is seeing someone give their self to something to that capacity. So for me, I love music, but I've never loved it in the same way you have where you actually played. And it was in that sense, but I love watching people with whatever it is they pursue, give themselves to it. Cause I personally don't feel like many people do that. Many people not dogging this whatsoever, you know, wake up, go to a job they don't like, come home, go to sleep, rinse and repeat. And for me personally, that, that makes me sad to think about doing something like that. Like I would rather crash and burn my entire life and fail over and over then just wake up and do nothing. So point being people, I, I feel people really obsess about like this word balance and I don't mean to digress too much here. And I, I think I have somewhat of an unpopular mm. opinion about the word balance and we can get into that later. But anyways, though, when someone gives themselves to something that much, you are taking away the whole balance aspect from at least some areas of your life. To me, Personally, that was one of the most admirable things that someone can do to really give themselves to something. Because I feel like a lot of us don't do that because we're scared of being made fun of. Mm-hmm. We're scared of looking bad in the mm-hmm. beginning. And we're scared of crashing and burning and failing at that in some way. So I love what you did and are doing with music and how much you pursued. I mean, I remember watching you guys not even just when we were kids but even in you know our early 20s like watching all you guys play together and you know you were always singing and playing guitar and doing all that stuff and I was like man like for almost as long as I've known you I remember you doing that so I think it's awesome and I do have to say I just remembered a song of your guys's as teenagers that I I think I played on repeat for like hours straight I was, I don't think I was with you. I think I was with our buddy, Matt. Uh, I think I was with Matt and he, um, am I like, can I say the song out loud? Oh yeah. I mean, I, I I wouldn't even know until, unless you did. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I didn't know if it was like sung. Okay. So that all that, I mean, it might be Matt's song, but I don't think he would care. I mean, not that me and Matt are in touch right now, but you know. So the song you guys made, I think it was called trying. Oh, that actually might be one of mine. It was, I, I loved that. I never told you that I like had that song on replay when we were kids. Like I, I was driving around with Matt and I had him play it over and over and over, like 
the whole day that we were together. Oh, really? I think okay. it was called I'm Trying. I would start oh, maybe, to sing it maybe. so you could get the, the rhythm, but I would look really stupid. So <laughs> I was one, I was one of you doing that. Dude, Edlene, <laughs> this is what Edlene said the other day. So I, I told her some of the things I'd be worse at in the world. One thing would be being a singer because my voice is so bad. She's like, it's not that your voice is bad. She's just like, you're tone deaf. So mm. she's told me that a bunch. I, I think there's no possible way I'd be able to do something like that. But okay, I, I can't even. I, I wish I could sing it for you. <laughs> it's like, it's not going to even come out how it's like in my head. I think it was called I'm trying. Well, so I'll tell you when you first said it, it was like, Oh, what is that? And then as you've been talking, you know, you know, you know, when your computer's searching for a file and it has that little icon where it's like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Like my brain was just doing that. And there's somewhere in there, like you, 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 you lit up a pathway. Like yeah. that, I know that that's a song, but it's like it's the it's like reaching around my brain trying to figure it out and we'll, we'll try to find it later yeah. somehow I don't, I don't know where but like i have a record of all that stuff so i mean we yeah i can probably yeah. go back and find some stuff it'd yeah. be actually interesting to go back and listen to it yeah as an artist and i think this counts for for most mediums uh, it's tough listening and watching yourself you know what i mean it takes it, you have to learn how to do that without beating yourself up right oh dude i if I even listen to myself in some of the earlier podcast stages, you know, I mean, we're still, this is still the beginning. This is still like this podcast has been going on since, uh, was it May or something of last year? So it's still, still a baby, but like, I, it's hard for me to go back even listen to that. <laughs> and that wasn't that long ago. So I well, totally I'll, hear you. I'll tell you if going back and listening. So I didn't, you know, a little due, due diligence, uh, being, you know, signing on to, um, signing on to uh, as a co-host because uh, I hadn't listened previously. And, and so I started listening um, when once you and I talked um, and I was very, I've told you this offline, but I was first of all, really stoked because I started listening and I started listening just because for professional responsibility. And then I kept listening because I enjoyed it so much. Uh, awesome. Not only enjoyed it so much, but you know, the things that you, so I, I signed on, on based on your character, knowing you, I didn't need to think about it. Like I knew, and you know, I knew that we were, you know, enough, matched in our message but then i went and li started listening to you and 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 you know doing a deeper dive on your social media or i should say our social media post now and um and like it's it's post and post and post after post of heartfelt thoughtful pertinent information that cuts through all the bullshit which ultimately whether you and I are going to agree on everything, which we won't, you know, long-term there's, 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 is that is something that no matter what your specific tools and goals are, that's universal. You know what I mean? So um, I, I, I am, I am very grateful to be joining a podcast that that is really, in my opinion, has his finger on the pulse about what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, and I will say, just as, a, as an aside, when in the process of going back and listening, I was listening to stuff, your first ones and your last ones. And while absolutely, you know, there's, it's, it's, you can't, it's clear that by the end, you know, you've, you're a different kind of confidence, you, you have a different kind of cadence, but you were really on point for those first few. I, I was surprised because at my own experience, I, this is not my first foray. My, my, I had a very brief foray into podcasting. Um, and, uh, and my experience with that was like, oh yeah, 
like everything else, like this is a lot harder than it seems on the surface. Yeah, right? of course. So to go back and watch the way that you, like I expected you when you first like going back, cause I started with the more recent one and you're like, well, you know, professional, blah, blah, blah. Hey, what do you think about this real, you know? And I expected to go back in the first one and hear you being like, Oh, and then what did you think about that, Mister? You know, with what a I mean? squeaky voice. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Gee Willikers. You know. Yeah. But and 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 as you know, as you know that that was that's not how that's not the case, right? I mean, it's 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 from the get go, it's professional, thoughtful, clear, concise. Um, yeah. So anyway, not not to not to ring your bell too hard, but I'm I'm really grateful. You know, I'm really I'm, I'm really grateful. And I'm really excited. Um, yeah. to be uh, you know to be joining you here thanks dude it, I, I love hearing you say that and how you mentioned too about knowing it was a good fit with you know similar messages and thoughts we had even though it's not like we see everything exactly the same but yeah. kind of you know what we're trying to do so let's talk about that just for a second um, about why we're doing this so the the audience they've heard me say a bunch of times you know we're providing unfiltered fitness truth and I just want to talk about why that's so important. So the, the fitness industry, as I'm learning, there are some wonderful, amazing human beings that I've been meeting. So I don't want to take away from that because there really is some good people out there, yeah. which I've been learning more. I would say just the, the last couple of months, but. Well, you've done a great job of compiling them, uh, at least. And in, in from where I'm standing, because I, this is the first time I've gone to a source and found so many people who are so consistent with my own feelings and my own message. Yeah. So like I said, it's, it's new to me too. I, I viewed it as like, I used to view the fitness industry as 90% bad, 10% good. Now I'm starting to see like, okay, it's closer to 50, 50, maybe, which makes me really happy. So that that's partly where this message comes from is the fitness industry, especially when it's promoted to the general population of people. This doesn't happen as much if say you're an athlete or you have a specialty like say you're in Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, bodybuilding, uh, those niches, I feel like there's some, you know, really high level people, but as far as information being provided to the general population of people, which at this point, that's, you know, mainly what we're trying to do. The, the information can be very clickbaity. Mm -hmm. There can be misleading statements, uh, straight out lies, mm -hmm. all for profit. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not even a little bit against businesses and making money and profit, obviously not. Yeah. But when that is the only thing in certain people's minds, they want your money in their pocket, no matter what they're saying, if it's true or not, that is where I was like, okay, we, we need to do something about this. We need yeah. to provide truthful and unfiltered information. And it's just unbelievably important to me to do. And it's what I enjoy. I mean, I, I, the way you were talking about music, this is how I feel, you know, about this. I love just geeking out to this stuff and learning and trying to improve and all of that. So that is one of the reasons, you know, I, I wanted to start all this, but I would love to hear your perception of this and why we're doing this. Why are we promoting this unfiltered fitness truth to people? What, what's your take? So my experience, um, when I first became a trainer, so is again a little, just a little, the little context reminder. Came from the industry. Pops is you know tenured trainer. Uh, he's and, and and from my and just kind of our general perspective, a really solid resource in this industry, right? Um, so, so I grew up you know with with all that knowledge, right? Or well, not all that, but you know with with yeah. the, the base knowledge, right? Um, 
so when I finally became a trainer, I'm not, I'm not just some fresh kid who just learned this stuff. Right. I, I mean, I'm a fresh kid, but I, you know, I've, I come with a certain amount of knowledge and, you know, real world, real world, practical knowledge. It's not just book knowledge. Right. Yeah. Because I just got lucky that my dad shared this stuff with me. I walk into um, my first big box job um, and um, and I won't name the company, but it's the one they're thinking of all you guys out there who the first thing that you thought of in your brain, that's the company I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and the general, I was training and I was saying, I was saying there was like day two of training, day three of training or whatever. I don't know. I was on the computer and uh, the general, the general manager comes and sits down with me. Nice, real nice guy. I liked him. Like, it's fine. You know, it's not, not, not somebody who you're like, Ooh, this is like a shady character. And I, and I don't think he was, this is just the state of the industry. And he sat and he sat down and he said, so uh, if you, hypothetical situation, potential uh, client comes to you and says, I want to I work out my biceps, just my biceps. What do you do? And, and, and I said, in, in my mind, I'm like, I already, as soon as you start talking, I know where this is going, right? Um, and, and, I, and, I, and I said, well, I was, I was, I was like, I was, I was like, basically I heard something to the effect of, I know that you, what you're about to tell me is not what I would say. You know what I mean? I was yeah. like, I would say something, <laughs> but I know, but I can tell by, because of this conversation, yeah. I'm not dumb. I know what you're leading to. And he was like, you're right. He's like, if he's like, if somebody comes in and asks for biceps, I want you to do 10 sessions with them, just biceps. And you know, for like social, you know, whatever. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, you know, I was, I'm in his gym, right? This is, he's the general manager. I'm like, but in my head, I'm like, that not only is that counterproductive and counterintuitive towards actual success, but that's potentially risking injury and forget about the moral obligations of not injuring somebody. That's counterproductive to, towards the gym making money and me making money. Because if we injure somebody, then we're not going to continue to take money from them. The more so fast thing, money. Right. Well, and, and the more important thing, and we're not even getting to because it it's obvious, the more important thing is the moral, the moral obligation. Yeah. As a trainer, because as a trainer, we have a certain responsibility. It's not so um, dramatic as a Hippocratic oath, but it might as well be. Any good trainer is practicing their own Hippocratic oath to do no harm. Yeah. Um, and that's just not how the big boxes operate. The big boxes are, are sales floors yep. where people are making sales. Done, period. It has, a, it has a fitness motif. You know what I mean? And all the best trainers either learn how to work that system from the inside or they leave that system and, 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 you know, join the boutique system or, you know, go out on their own or whatever, you know, um, that might look like. Dude, that, that's why that drives people away from working at big box gyms mm -hmm. is they start to see those things. Like a, another one that really bugs me. And I didn't really have to go through this too much when I was a trainer uh, where I worked, but when you're a trainer, you're pressured into selling supplements to everyone. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you, you went through that, but it's like, dude, not everyone needs to take nine different supplements, you know? So that that's the part two that I think big box gyms are, it, it's pretty horrendous. Like, oh, like, yeah. like we have to sell these supplements. We have to sell these packages, but I get it. Like, yes, sales obviously is important, but I just don't think that's the best way to go about, yeah. you know, promoting fitness to people. I, I, I really don't like it. And when you were mentioning the, the bicep thing, the first thing that I thought of, cause I right away in my head, I'm like, okay, what, do, what would I have done if I was right. in your shoes? Like what, 
And I was like, the, the first thing I would have done is ask that person, oh, why, why do you want to work your biceps only? And then at least right. start a conversation from there. So it's just like when you're, you're being told, like, that's what you're going to do. You're just going to work their biceps. It's like, that's not, it's not even real at that no. point. It's like, what, what are we even doing? And yeah. something that I found out recently, I'm not going to name the gym either, that I found out was a little bit disturbing was this, the specific gym, they only do 30 minute sessions. Now, I don't think every human being needs to be in the gym for four hours a day. I'm not saying that, but to say every person is going to do 30 minutes. And I, from what I gathered, at least I have to double check this it's for, there's more profit doing a bunch of the shorter sessions. And, and so I'm just like, man, like if you think about the educational component of being a trainer that trainers should be doing with their clients, like not just programming workouts, but actually educating them too. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe a brief warm up, going through different movements and actually explaining it, the corrective exercise part of it. And so all of that, it's like, so you're saying every human being that comes into this gym that can be accomplished in 30 minutes. So that, that, that bothered me, not the only working out for 30 minutes part, but the, like, it has to fit into this box. So yep. that that's another example, you know, of the fitness industry, the part that I don't like in the part that I'm excited that we can combat against, you know what I mean? Totally. Well, and, and, you know, the first thing that pop, when you just, as you say that, the first thing that pops into my head, when you talk about half hour sessions, you know, what that does is it doubles your open slots for the day. Yeah. So there you, you know go. what I mean? So there like, that's the purpose of that move. It's, it's not to improve the, the service or increase the, the quality, right? It's, 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 it's about, it's, about, if anything, it's purposeful decrease in quality yeah. For the sake of increase in profits, which is counterintuitive anyway, because anytime, you know, we, we've talked about this and, you know, it's, it's a popular kind of tag tag word these days, you know, talking about scarcity mindset versus abundance. mindset, yeah. And that's, that is the definition of scarcity mindset, right? Yeah. The idea that we've got a Mac, we've got to squeeze all these people for as much money as we can in order to be successful. When really the true success is, is, is the opposite of that the true success is counterintuitive to that. Uh, in, in my opinion, and, and I know there's lots of folks are, 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 I'll say our favorite podcast because it's starting to become one of mine, yep, but yep. just was talking about this and the, the fact that true success isn't gained from the transaction of receiving money. True success is gained by directing customers and clients to the place where they can get the most effective service. So that, Amen. so Love for that. perfect example, and this was exactly this podcast we were talking about. I don't know if you ever would ever say the name of probably not, but, but on this podcast, they were, they were one of the things that they were saying too, is that they were, um, um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I knew, what you're going to be getting at right there. Yeah. You're talking about providing service and it's not the transaction, but it's more along the right, lines right, of right. the service. Thank aspect. you for putting yeah. me back on the tra the track. So, so basically the, the, the idea being that true success is found by helping people find success as opposed yeah. to your own success, because what ends up happening is you help people find success. They are so stoked on that, that it creates this, you know, flow of, referral and you know ref uh, and and 
less important than the referral, more a proliferation of the understanding that you are an authority in the subject in your community. Yeah. You know, so, so less important so much that somebody, you know, has an, another client that they send to me more important that that saying that person, that first person goes out and says, Hey, Clayton tailored NASM certified personal trainer. Yeah. <laughs> and it really helped me. Yeah. That's way that's more, huge. that's way more success because yep. other people are going to hear that and say, Hey, that person helped this person. And then we yeah. start a cascading of, yeah. of abundance, right. Abundance of business and abundance of, um, yeah. Of help hundred percent dude do you do you think it's uh do you think it'll be cheesy if we talk about some some goals for for mission oh, driven made on the I podcast because you know some that. people are like don't talk just just do you don't think it's too cheesy if we tell the audience a little bit about some of the goals i'll, I'll tell you I, one of one of the things i actually that i i wanted to kind of i i was prepared in for a little bit more of like a back and forth it, partly because which when we got into it, I was like, oh, I'll save this for next time. But this is a perfect kind of segue into that. I want to hear more about mission-driven culture. So mm. you told me a little bit okay. about it. And okay, I'm, absolutely. I'm jacked on it, but I feel like this is an excellent opportunity for you kind of to reestablish that Love and it. share it with me so I can help teach it to people. That is a fantastic idea. All right, so we'll start with mission-driven culture, what that is. And then mission-driven made specifically. I'm, I'm really happy that you brought this up because I probably don't do this enough. So mission-driven culture. I first learned this when I was a firefighter paramedic for the fire department. So for those of you that don't know, I resigned from that job um, over a year ago. The reason I left that career, which I was in that field for about 10 years, was due to a back injury. But anyways, a few years before I resigned, we got a new fire chief. And something that he tried to start in the fire department or something he tried to do was change the culture, which is almost impossible to do in the fire department. It's very traditional um, with things that they do and how they operate. So let me give you an example of mission-driven culture. So actually, sorry, let me give you an example of what's not mission-driven culture. So before that chief came in, you know, we had tons of policies, procedures, and if this situation happens on an emergency, this is what you do blah, blah, blah. It was a little bit more black and white. You know, we have, especially the paramedics, we have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of protocols and uh, things we have to memorize with drugs. And it, so all these things that we we do, that's pretty black and white. And it's very, you know, it's yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. You get an order, you go do it. So pretty paramilitary, if you will. So that that's a, a pretty normal fire department culture. It's It's like, paramilitary, I guess that's the best way to describe now mission driven. So this new chief comes in and he wanted to change the culture. What he is saying, what mission driven culture is instead of obsessing over all these policies and all these protocols, I mean, we still do them. They give you the right, no matter what your rank is to take ownership in what you're doing and make the decision that is best for a patient or best for the team. So traditionally, when you respond to a call, you know, the captain is in charge of the crew. And that's still a case. But basically, it's like, here's an example. Say the captain is we're on a call, and they're over there taking care of something else, you know, there's multiple patients, and maybe they went over to do their own thing. And I'm sitting here. And I didn't get a direct order from that captain to do something like 
whatever it is, it could be to, I don't know, cut open a car, whatever the heck it is, it doesn't matter. So in a mission driven culture, instead of me running over there and asking permission, Hey cap, can I, is it okay if I do this? It's take ownership. Everyone is a leader in some aspect and make the best choice or take the best action for the situation. Even if it's maybe gray area protocol type of thing. So it, it's not, it wasn't this like, um, you know, this approval to just go and do whatever you want. It wasn't like that at all, but it was basically giving a sense of leadership to every person in the department, no matter what their rank. So I hope I explained that um, somewhat. Do you, do you kind of get the difference there, what I'm talking about? Well, for me, I mean, it comes back, it, it summed up nicely, but, and I'm sure intentionally by the lines that we use for MDM, which is to equip and to empower, right? I mean, yep. I mean it sounds like basically that and and i had and i and i kind of thought that this was the case but this is to hear explicitly it sounds like it's a distillation like to equip and to equip to and to empower is a distillation of that sentiment right yep it's it's absolutely part of it and then to to be more specific with mission driven or mission driven made because obviously i we don't really use the word culture here so part of the mission driven culture there had to be some sense of leadership and taking action towards something, right? So mm. mission-driven or mission-driven made, essentially that just means taking, how I describe it, is taking imperfect but relentless action. And that can be toward your goals, your life, whatever that is. So mission-driven or mission-driven made, it's just a small piece of that whole culture that I learned in the fire department. And I just made it more specific to that. So we're, we're teaching and equipping and empowering people, of course, to take action in their life, be relentless with it, even if it's imperfect. And I, I, I threw the word imperfect in there because I feel like so often, so many of us with our goals, our fitness, our health, our career, we want this, this perfect plan of action before we start and do something. And as I've gotten older, I've realized preparation is fantastic and you should do it. But when it gets to the point where we are hesitating to make a move, that's when I think it becomes a a huge issue. So mission driven is the sense of taking that action imperfect or not. So that, that was a a big part. So it's not verbatim what mission driven culture is. It's a a small component. So I want people to feel equipped and empowered to do so. So that, that is kind of the, the thought and the intention behind that. And then the word made at the end, it's just like a, an exclamation mark. Like I'm mission driven made if that kind of makes sense so that that's where that all originated from and i don't i don't bring it up too often but yeah t- taking relentless but imperfect action toward goals toward your life and then in our case most of the time that's going to be fitness health nutrition mindset and all of that thank you first and f- first and foremost because i had a, I had a kind of an image and an idea and it, it turns out a very accurate idea of of that based on the things that we've talked about. But for you to to lay it out so explicitly is really helpful. I think not only for myself, but probably for um, for our listeners as well. Um, I want to I want to I want to take I want to I want to you know highlight slash reiterate what you just said that really stood out to me, which is taking imperfect action. Bam. It, that's just like the equipment and power. It's so concise. It's so there. It's so 
all encompassing and descriptive. Most importantly, it reframes that idea of what do we need? What, that, that I was, I kind of touched on when we first started talking, right? What do we need in order to take the action that we need to take, right? Yeah. And for me, I know, and I know that there's lots of people out there. And my, my guess is that, that you feel this, you have this as well, since this is your whole thing, you know, that you put forward is, and you just said it anyway, is that for me, the pursuit of perfection and really the fear of making a mistake has kept me from putting material material out into the world, even yeah. though I was fully prepared knowledge-wise to share this with the world. It wasn't until my own journey of, of, of learning that I had to take those imperfect actions in order to build. Because yep. this, this like, you know, there's the old you know, um, cliche of, you know, if you want to write a book, you know, just write a one page every day, right. Yeah. And at the end of the year, you'll have a 365 page book, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's not a perfect metaphor, but the idea being that nothing's perfect. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not this idea of, of the way things should be is not an ideal for us to at some point it stops being an ideal for us to pursue and starts being the, the boundaries from which we're unable to break through. Yeah. And then you just start this internal process, or I should say I do at least. And I think lots of other people do. You start this internal process of, Oh, my self-worth is now in question. Oh, if I'm a piece of shit, then what am I, what, what am yeah. I going to do? You know, it's this whole cascading thing when really right from the get go, when you say I'm taking imperfect action, it completely releases you of all that expectation of yourself. Yeah. It's saying, Hey, I'm going to do this. It's going to be the best I can do this. And then we'll do it the same the next day. Yeah. Eventually it's going to get better. Yeah. Liberation one-on-one right there. Dude. Absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> so for us, for us being mission driven to me is us as a brand hmm. and as a fitness media brand, us, us being mission driven is equipping and empowering people for them to be able to take imperfect relentless action. So that Beautiful. that's a that's a huge goal for us. So we want all of you guys to feel equipped and empowered and then to take action. So the the issue is and I've been guilty of this in the past, you know, I I could read personal development fitness books, articles, research papers what all day long. I I I love it, but the issue is when you don't take action. So we want what we are giving you. We want you to truly feel equipped and empowered to go out and take action and do all this with your life. And yeah, most of the time it's going to be fitness and nutrition and mindset related, but that, that is a huge goal. And we want to do this by providing you actual truthful information and not just this garbage that we sometimes see on Instagram or uh, what was the what word am I looking for? Or the old um, tabloid magazines. I, I brought that up in a post this morning about how we would see on the, those magazines at the grocery store, the tabloids, like with these 800 calorie diets and right. eat like this and all that. So yeah, we want to give you guys truthful fitness information. We want you to feel equipped and empowered and we want you to take action. And it's really important to me too, with mission driven made that everything we do and 
I'm trying to get better at this. Of course, we want everything to be valuable to you. We want to have you in our first thought instead of just us. That is a huge goal of mine. And even if you don't, I'm sure, you know, not every post or anything has been that way, but I, that is what I'm striving for. We want you guys to come and listen and have a sense of community and to go out there and tackle all those fitness, nutrition, or any health goals that you have. And I wasn't going to um, announce this till the end, but we have a new online private fitness community called the forum and it's brand new. And it's just a place that you can go with other listeners of the podcast to start conversations or to ask me or Clayton questions. And so I'm going to be on there every day, you know, posting or answering questions or, or any of that. So it's a place for, for anyone to go to. You don't need some experience to go in there. You don't need to be a fitness enthusiast. We welcome everyone to, to come aboard there. It is completely uh, for free. And that's another important part of what we're doing. We want to make this uh, a sense of community. And I want this to be, maybe this is a too big of a goal, but I want this to be the best hour of your day. When Clayton and I come on here and we, we yap our mouths for an hour, hour and a half, we want you to be excited about that every day. That's another huge goal of mine because I realized, and me and Clayton talked about this a few times, the best podcasts in the world, in my opinion, I'm excited to listen to them every day. They, they bring this sense of community and this you know wanting to, to listen because it's that valuable. So that that is what we are going to strive to do. Um, do, you, do you have anything else on that? Any other goals yeah. that we're trying to do? Well, and less, less a goal and more, more, I think it's just worth mentioning in this kind of uh, seminal episode of, of us, of us now co-hosting. Um, one of the really awesome things that both Jake and I are really excited about is the fact that we come from me, you and I, Jake, we are fundamentally very different people in our core while we have the same drive and the same goals in a lot of ways, you are high performance. You've always been high performance. That's, that's who you are. I remember, um, you know, being a, being a kid and, you know, every winter people would go snowboarding and, um, Jake was like the guy, like you were the guy until you injured yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and that was the case for, for listeners. And Jake knows this already, but for you guys, he, you know, he talks about in his intro and stuff about being an elite performer. He, a lot of people talk about it. Jake is one of the people who performs at an elite level and doesn't usually talk about it. He's brought it up because it's pertinent in this setting, but just as an outsider's perspective, let that be a little weight. Here's the, here's the nice thing. And the reason why I bring it up, I'm the opposite. I'm the guy who was taking more rest than everybody and still to this day when i go snowboarding with like with our friends so i was just 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 talk, name drop people <laughs> but when i go snowboarding with with our mutual friends i'm the one like they keep going i go and i take i take breaks i take rests because i need to take rest i'm just while i have a niche in my in my you know like we talked about in football or whatever it was never my niche was never high performance my my thing has always been dealing with my emotions and my kind of normal non-athletic state with fitness so what that means is um we're gonna have two very different perspectives 
for our listeners, mm-hmm. for you guys, Good because point. Jake is going to be somebody who like, as you've said, you, as a trainer, you had to, and I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but oh no, go ahead. As you, you said, as a trainer, you had to, you had to get to a point where you realized not everybody is going to be well, you said fanatical, but passionate about yeah. you. Maybe it was the, the, the podcast guys said fanatical, but you know, not everyone's going to be as fanatical, not everyone's going to be as passionate about fitness as you are. Um, that's not my natural. I, I am thoroughly that through and through, but my natural state is not get up and use that information. My natural state is sit on the couch and don't do anything. I have to, I have to create habits. I have to create discipline. I have to, and not to say you don't have to create habits and discipline. You absolutely do. But it's a very different perspective. I, I'm very naturally sedentary. Jake is not naturally sedentary. Jake is very naturally athletic. I'm very naturally sedentary. So what you're going to get is you're going to get two people who are really passionate about, about this work and about the things we're talking about, but apply it in vastly different ways in very similar ways. And, uh, but we'll get into the nuance of that. Cause my guess is that we now, and at this point in our lives, we probably use it a lot more similarly than differently, but yeah, the idea being that we come from two, Jake, Jake is much more traditional. I'm much more kind of new agey. Like, how do you feel about your exercise? You know, which is going to be helpful, I think for, uh, you know, a broad audience. You know, I'm so happy you, you brought that up. I completely forgot to talk about that. And that, that is so true. Uh, as far as like just getting different perspectives on ideas, on thoughts, on topics and everything. But one, one thing I've been trying to do since I hurt my back again is, I mean, I, I'm still, I participate in fitness in some way, at, you know, every single day. But what I have done is reeled it back as far as like being obsessive about performance and always doing the absolute most weight possible and just doing that. And now focusing more on how do I feel? You know, how am I moving? Do I feel good? Do I feel confident? Just that type of stuff. Not just like, let me try to deadlift as much as I can every time I'm doing a lower body, you know, push session that whatever it is. So I'm, I'm trying to reel it back. I'm always going to be a fitness enthusiast, but I feel like now, uh, I fit in more of the, I guess, general population of people instead of like thinking of everything, like, I just want to be competitive and, you know, every little aspect, like, I think, you know, competition is great, but I, I've been trying to reel that back, um, which started because of all my injuries. Of course it took, you know, years and years of that. So I'm reeling that back a little bit and not to ever say I didn't like have emotions or anything. Cause you know, like, especially as a, a kid, I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up with brothers or anything. So I was probably, I'm sure I was a wimp, you know, growing up with sisters and, and little and everything, but all the emotions and uh, the psychology part of it, the last couple of years, especially I've, you know, tried to learn about that a lot more. And if that kind of makes sense. And I forgot to mention on this episode, Clayton also has a background in psychology. And that is so important when it comes to fitness and learning about yourself and behaviors in general. And so I have studied and educate myself on psychology. Obviously I don't have a background. I I love it. I've gone through some courses, so it still makes me a beginner with all of it, but Clayton actually has a degree in this stuff. So it's another really cool component that I almost forgot to mention that he's going to bring to all of you. So it's like, we're, we're blending all these things together to 
to one day just bring you guys a, a valuable product, which, you know, is hopefully through this podcast for, for a bunch of you guys. So I, dude, I I'm pumped about all the psychology stuff. It's, it's fascinating to me. Anything that has to do with human behavior. Dude, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because we're really starting to see that become more of, you know, face in front in, in this industry. Um, just, you know, not to, not to continuously bring up this podcast that both, both, both you and I really enjoy and who is definitely an inspiration for us in MDM, but they, but they were, again, they were just last night, I was just listening and they were talking about, you know, basically how all three of them started in a much more traditional traditional place and have worked their way through experience to what we're talking about right here. Right. And so when we're talking about a high level of fitness professional, when we're talking about a high level of um, performer, they, the building blocks that make that up and that we view as being integral in, in, into that have changed. And, and yeah. like you said, it's, it's, it's not about how much weight can you lift. It's about how is your brain affected by how your better question, how is your psychology interacting with your, your physical training? Right. Um, so it's, it's, we're going to, I think we're gonna have a lot of fun, a lot of fun with this. I, I, uh, I do, I do uh, want to mention, um, that, um, one of the, um, things that I can't remember right now is that there's no thing that I have to say, because I actually just have to go to the restroom really bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, so, dude, so, that's that's a perfect transition because we're we're wrapping up on the show. So perfect. That, that that's perfect. You you just uh, did a transition for me. So well, let, let, oh, go sorry, ahead. I don't mean to. I, I, you, you'll find as listeners, um, sometimes I'll I'll tangent off, and sometimes it'll, it'll come back and wrap around and make sense, and other times I'll say, "Well, here we are, guys. <laughs> yeah. We walk down this road. Yeah. Where do we that's go where, from here? <laughs> that's where deep thoughts take you. I totally totally get it. So okay, yeah, let, let's uh let's we'll wrap up um the episode then so real quick where at this time can people connect with you outside of you know obviously the forum like i brought that up and then eventually you know when you're going to post on the mission driven made account where else can they connect with you right now if they're looking to do that yeah so um very soon uh, very shortly you'll be able to as as jake just mentioned you'll be able to find me via the mdm website mdm the forum you'll my, all my information will be connected to mission driven made we're in the process of making that happen um but if you'd like to find me now i am on instagram and facebook at clayton taylor n-a-s-m-c-p-t and that's just nasm certified personal trainer um it's a lot of letters but you can find me by just looking up nasm clayton taylor um, and then, uh, I also, I didn't get a chance really to mention this either, but I also am a, a Twitch live streamer. I do fitness streaming. Um, so it gives me an opportunity to go on. And, and as I mentioned at the beginning, I'm, I'm a big video game fan and we'll, we'll get into that in later, um, episodes. Uh, but what I do, one of the things that I do is I, I go on, I stream and I combine working out with playing video games. Some days they're, you know, combined where I'm literally working out and playing at the same time. Some days I'll work out and then go play games. Point being is, um, I'm around. So, um, if you'd like to find me there, um, you can still find me via, you know, Clayton Taylor or whatever it is. Um, but we'll have all the information up. I'd share my, I'd share my username, but I think we'll just save that for you guys to discover on your own. <laughs> we will present it. Um, but, uh, I don't want to turn anybody off. Who's not a video game. <laughs> Oh, dude, I, I'm sure there's plenty of people. There, there definitely is. And All right. I'll, I'll well, make sure to link those in the description so people, you know, can find you and say hi and, and all that. So, 
Um, my, I will say my username is my my Twitch name is 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 Mr. Poopstring. So <laughs> I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna say it, but you know it's actually it's fair to say it here because it's it's actually pretty descriptive about me. You know, it's uh, the the name is just a silly name that's meant to you know to attract people who don't take themselves too seriously. Um, so I love that. Yeah, don't be offended. It's just silliness. Uh, but <laughs> definitely, that sounds like fun to you. Come and hang out with me on stream too. Awesome. But I'll be here mostly. I'll just be here on podcast. So I'll be talking to you guys two days a week. Yep. Awesome. Oh yeah, I did forget to mention that we're starting with two. The future there is going to be way more than two uh, a yeah. week, but that's what we're going to start with for now. And uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to the episode today. I already mentioned the forum. So if you didn't go and sign up for the forum, you're going to see a little link for that in the show description. It'll take about 30 seconds or so. And we are excited to see you there on our free platform there. All right, guys, if you haven't subscribed to the show and then leave us a five-star review, if you did enjoy our content today, it's going to help us grow tremendously and it'd be greatly appreciated. All right, everyone. Thank you again. We love you all. And until next time, everyone stay mission driven.